Welcome to the Ravenwood Healer podcast, season number two, episode number two. My apologies for being (laughs) absent. It's been a very wild, wild week. So, uh, originally, I wanted to make the podcast on Maboon and the Equinox, but then a couple days ago, I had a manifestation happen in uh, my bedroom, which I'll tell you about in a moment. And I thought, this is kind of something that people are going to need to hear about manifestations and spiritual uh, presence and uh, all the subtle things with that. So without further ado, here's the show on Baron Semity and uh, spiritual manifestations. A manifestation is a spiritual entity, a god, goddess, deity, um, or an angel who presents themselves to us in a physical sense by peeking through the veil from the other dimensions. There's many historical examples of this. One is Mary Magdalene seeing the uh, angel before the Immaculate Conception. Uh, The other is Moses on top of Mount Sinai receiving these tablets from uh, from Yahweh, from their God. We see many of these other manifestations, such as the Buffalo Woman in, in Indigenous cultures in Canada. Now, I've experienced manifestations, and I'm pretty sure a lot of other people have experienced manifestations. And I'm going to give you a couple stories of what I've uh, experienced, and we're going to hone in a little bit more on one specific deity called Baron Semedi, who seems to like to be in my life a fair bit. The first time I ever experienced a manifestation was around 12 years old in a two-story home in Kimberley, BC, where I was living with my family. Um, I never was able to sleep in my room because the energy in my room was always off and off-putting. So I would sneak out of my room, go downstairs and sleep underneath this big old window in the living room. One night as I was sleeping and laying there, a storm, lightning storm rolled through and I sat there at the window and enjoyed all these lightning strikes and then it rolled away just as fast as it came in. When that happened, I caught something out of the corner of my eye and looked over, and a seven-foot-tall, voided figure carrying a sword with a cloak ran across the living room and into the kitchen. Me being as curious as I am, I slowly creeped my way into the kitchen, and it was down the hallway and gone around the corner by the bathroom and stairs. So I slowly kind of creeped my way around the corner, and my sister, who... I think sensed the energy downstairs, came downstairs to see what was going on, and we scared the living crap out of each other. And we both kind of stopped and thought it was preposterous, then laughed. And then the sink, uh, the bathroom sink turned on and the water started flowing out of the uh, faucet. And uh, we've talked about it from time to time, but it was easily dismissed for her. And for me, it was an interesting little tidbit of what I could expect to come. Since that one day, I have seen countless different manifestations uh, from women in white cloaks walking around my house in Creston, BC, to seven deities walking into my bedroom and tearing into me in a way that I could physically feel it in uh, Micah, British Columbia. So it's one of those things that continuously happens for me. Uh, The situation with Baron Samadhi started a while ago when I was at a friend's house uh, named Heather, about two years ago, let's say. 
and uh, she was complaining about this creepy figure watching her in the shower and she was able to ex explain to me what he looked like um, and then my girlfriend who I um, brought over there one day for a visit said as soon as we walked out this really creepy feeling came over me and I was followed by something I don't know what it was but it liked to watch me in the shower and so from there, we kind of just left it be. Well, while I was preparing to do my podcast on the equinox, in the middle of the night, I fell into a coma. I couldn't wake up. I was out cold. And I was woken up by my girlfriend who was spending the night shaking me violently and saying, wake up, wake up, wake up. Tell it to leave. Tell it to leave. And the next morning, I asked her, can you tell me what that deity looked like? And she said, yeah, it was a man wearing a tuxedo and a cape with a top hat who had a skull for a head and was just dancing around at the foot of the bed, not doing anything horribly, just kind of being a little bit of a trickster. So I showed her a photo of my good friend, Baron Semity, and she was said that was exactly who it is, 100%. Time for a brief description of our good friend, Baron Samity. So he's a, a Haitian voodoo um, god, for lack of a better term. He's uh, the, the voodoo deities followed their uh, enslaved uh, people from West Africa. And they came to the modernized 1800s North America Caribbean culture. So these deities, instead of deciding to be folded into obscurity through time and, and history began to manifest modern ways. So with this belief structure, there's the Bondi and they're the, the masters of the sky. They're the all, all knowing, all seeing, but they are uncontactable for us and they really don't give a crap. So they kind of need something as an intermediary between the mortal plane, and those are called the Loa. Now, Baron Samity is a spirit who kind of wanders around with Lady uh, Bridget, who is his kind of his wife. But Samity is the master of the dead. If you die, you go into a graveyard, and he digs you up once you're dead and escorts you to the afterlife. Um, because if you kind of stick in your body in this culture you become animated and that's where the concept of zombies come from. The funny thing about it is he's capable of a number of things such as resurrection, um, ushering souls to the afterlife, lover of children. He's known to leave toys on headstones of deceased children um, and he can heal mortal wounds. But the thing about him healing mortal wounds is uh, this is a good place for me to introduce you to the bad side of my good friend, Baron Semity. Um, he does it for a price. You have to pay him some sort of a price. And if you can, then he will heal your moral wounds. The sides of him that a lot of people don't like is he's extremely lewd, swears a shit ton, tells a lot of dirty and erotic jokes, loves to have sex with women who aren't Madame Bergette, uh, and also is known for kind of being perverted with ladies his humor is really screwed up there's some parts of the of the story of baron samity where he'll wear sunglasses with one lens popped out because the male phallus only has one eye 
he's very powerful when it comes to Hex's black magic, and he's well known for his enjoyment and uh, luck in gambling, uh, fortune telling with tarot cards and dice, which are also runes, contacting the dead, healing, lots of sex and sexual potency. Um, and there's a lot of other interesting things about Baron Semdi that I can't really confirm, but it kind of follows behind his myth structure. And that is he's been known to to be mean towards non-Haitians, um, which I haven't experienced so far. He's also the highest level of the Masonic order. Um, and he's also been known to summon hellhounds or devil dogs. So the story of uh, Robert Johnson, he went to across roads and received... Uh, after a year of being gone, he received this unbelievable gift of playing music. Um, started this idea that he made a deal with some Haitian deity. And the deity who was called upon to bring him to terms when his time was up was Baron Samity. And he did so with some really mean devil dogs. And those devil dogs are kind of shown in uh, the popular TV series Supernatural. So now you've learned a few things about my good friend, Baron Samity. I'm going to talk to you about some goings-ons around my house. We have an altar in our house. It's used to, it's kind of the focal point of our spiritual energy. Um, and she decided uh, to put an apple and cinnamon on the altar and also on our altars, tarot cards and a small cup that we put an alcoholic beverage which I ran out of the usual spirit that I use for the spirits and used a coffee liqueur. Well, our good friend Baron Samity uh, likes cigars, rum, black coffee, grilled peanuts, bread, spices, um, and sugary desserts, as well as hot, hot, hot flavors. So... The alcohol that he likes and the black coffee mixed together is a kind of a black coffee rum liqueur on the altar with spices and with sweets and with all the things that would attract him, including my tarot cards. You all know me quite well by now, probably, and see that I do tarot readings, which he is also a very, very big fan of. So I was under the uh, understanding that perhaps Mr. Baron Samity came in for a beautiful visit for me, but I always question everything. That's the key behind living in this world. There are charlatans, there are coincidences, there are things that may seem like they are, but they're actually not. So I went through the process of pulling it apart and finding out if this is actually what's going on. Later on in the following day, one of my really good friends gave me a call and said, Hey, look, I had a nice windfall and I want you to come with me for, ready for it, cigars, and then maybe go to a local casino just to celebrate, which, of course, bear insanity, cigars, and gambling. So I thought, hey, you know what? What better way to test the elements? So I went with him out for cigars, which we had a couple, which were delicious. And then we went to a casino to play slot machines, which I'm not really huge into, but I don't mind doing it. I walked in and I said, hey, you know what? I'm going to give just try 20 bucks. 
I'm not going to disclose how much I made, but I had a very huge win just off of $20. So I'm like, okay, Mr. Baron Samity has showed up cigars, rum, coffee liqueur, um, gambling, <laughs> all of the things that Baron Samity has happened within a short period of time and uh, happened very successfully and succinctly. So Mr. Samity did show up. He's shown up a number of times in my life and I have to figure out why that is. Whenever a deity or a manifestation shows up, it usually comes with a message or with a lesson or with something. Now, I would like to say that it's just a um, a visit with a small lesson, but I think he's hanging around because he wants to help me with my tarot readings. He wants to help me with uh, moving forward with things. He, I mean, he's also power, uh, very powerful when it comes to black magic, and I've also help people deal with black magic around their homes. So I'd like to say he's coming around to give me a hand, but that's still yet to be seen. I'm uh, still in the process of investigating and trying to figure out exactly why he's here. Which leads me to a perfect segue to explain what you should do if you encounter a manifestation. Oof. All of a sudden something appears to you in a dream or on a pathway or on top of a hilltop and you're trying to figure out what it was. Well, the first step is accept it's real. A lot of times we will encounter something of a supernatural existence and our conscious mind will try and rationalize its consciousness away. There is a book written about um, intelligent design where they have the Homer Simpson gambit showing that you know, anything can be reasoned and rationalized away by the layman's mind. And there's no excuse, or there's no exception, I should say. There is no excuse as well, but there's no exception for everyday humans as well. We, you know, almost get hit by a bus and we see a flash of gold and white and we assume, oh, that was just my nervous system crapping out because I almost got hit by a bus. But hey, wait a minute, that gold and white is a a color from a celestial being that pulled me away from that. Or all of a sudden a child is trapped under a car and a woman through adrenaline can lift the vehicle. Adrenaline's a powerful thing. However, the vehicle weighs half a ton, which is like eight times her body weight, but she's able to lift it without causing extreme damage to her body. If that's not a supernatural reaction, I don't know what is. So first step, Accept that it is real. Accept that there is um, a magical, mystical, wonderful universe around us uh, that we can't even begin to explain. We have to just enjoy and explore. Step number two is try and identify who they are. Whenever a spirit presents itself, they're very specific in what they have. Um, we will see Baron Samity, for example, in his top hat with a glass of rum wearing, you know, sort of the skull face, well-dressed, um, walking around or dancing around. We'll also see um, a being walk around with a giant sword and a white cloak female with a helmet on her head being Athena. Uh, 
nine times out of 10, when we encounter some one of these manifestations, we don't even know what it is. So the second step after accepting that it's real is also research, research, research. It's really hard to um, try and figure something out if you're just walking off of a whim. But if you do a little bit of research, and we have this wonderful thing called the internet, which still baffles the imagination, we can hammer down what and who the deity is. The final step of that is what's the lesson, what's the application. That's where I am with my good friend Samity there. Um, an application, for example, would be all of a sudden you have Athena show up. Perhaps you need to be exploring both the warrior and the artist in your heart. The uh, other deities show up or other guides show up and they give you a complete message. And that message is, well, you must do this or this must happen. Um, so that's the third step is to find out what is the message? What is the purpose? So you've, you accept that it is real. You've researched who it is. You found out who it is and you, you've figured out the lesson, the final step. And it's a step that kind of envelops all three steps and before it. And that is question, question, question. Sometimes our mind can actually play tricks on us. Uh, which is unfortunate because then it makes us more skeptical in believing the spiritual elements. And sometimes there's spirits out there that are very, very uh, tricky and like trickery, such as Loki, where they will present themselves in a specific way and they will try and trick you and gain power and gain influence. My favorite Norse pagan uh, fable, modern fable, is that the um, Christian God, Jesus, is actually Loki, and Loki is just screwing around with people to cause war, conflict, and uh, misery. I think that's a hilarious and interesting concept. But again, when you're dealing with spirits, make sure that you question, 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 and then apply those lessons or um, accept the counsel from the deities. Now, a fair warning, too, when you start doing this, do not allow any entity or deity into you. Do not accept them in. Do not let them uh, enter your mind or your heart. Doing so opens you up for possessions. And I'm not talking just the Christian possession. I'm also talking about the Islamic possession. All these cultures, remember, have different types of possession. So you're talking to a deity, keep them out. Don't let them goad you into doing things. And that, my friends, is the quick and short on um, our episode today, all about manifestations, my good friend, Baron Samadhi, and uh, happy equinox. And that concludes the show today. Uh, like, subscribe subscribe and share if you're on youtube if you're on spotify or the other ones just give me a good subscribe you can shoot me an email at any time the ravenwood healer at gmail.com or you can leave me a comment on youtube and i would be more than happy to comment and reply and get to know you guys a lot more better and we will talk to you next time have a wonderful wonderful week mm -hmm.